before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. Hey guys, today I've got with me Coach Kendrick Kreit. Coach Kreit is the current offensive line coach, assistant head coach at Kankakee High School. Uh, he is a graduate of Bishop McNamara High School in 2006, played football at Rockford University in two, until uh, graduated there from 2012, and then got his master's from there in 2016. Got his coaching start in 2012 at Harlem Middle School, also coached at Eisenhower Middle School, South Beloit High School, Jefferson High School, and New Newington High School in Connecticut. We're going to talk about that Connecticut one. So uh, been at Kankakee the last three years, Coach Kreit. I'm, I'm pleasure to have you, man. It's, uh, how you doing? How you doing? Me, I'm doing pretty good. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, for sure. I was I was just telling you off the air. This is the first episode in a while, so I'm I'm glad it was I'm glad it was uh well you you know you and I have had a had a good relationship the last couple of years on Twitter and finally got to meet in person Absolutely. the other uh, last year in the summertime and so it's uh, it's yeah. good to, to talk some more with you and and find out kind of about your path. So I'm excited. Awesome. Um, so first question I've got for you and and uh, you kind of talked about it a little bit in your bio that you sent over to me, but. Um, Talk to me about how the offensive line has played uh, a big role in some of the more successful teams you've been a part of. Well, uh, like I tell our guys before, really before every game, we win and lose ball games. And, uh, you know, I try to make it as simple as that. And uh, each week we go over, we got a, a group of game goals that we try to accomplish as a group up front. And, you know, we kind of talk about it. If we can make those accomplishments, you know, we win the ball game. And if we don't, there'll be a lot of bad things to happen and we lose the ball game. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, always in the trenches, never in the spotlight. You kind of try to live that motto and, you know, just be comfortable with it and, you know, get going, uh, get everything going after that. Yeah. What, what, and that's, you brought up a, a, a point that I kind of started this year with the the goals. What do you, how many goals do you give your guys? Um, and do you change those week by week? Or is it kind of a set, set weekly thing that, that doesn't change? Um, it's pretty much a set weekly thing that doesn't change. Uh, yeah. So, the way we list it out is number one, we want to win the ball game by any yep. means necessary. So that's always number one on the list. Uh, number two is 4.5 yards per carry. Okay. Number three is it was 300 yards rushing. Uh, this year, I adjusted it to 250. And part of that was because we had a pretty dynamic quarterback. And right. that dude was like, <laughs> if, if we could just, you know, just be halfway successful on that, like he was going to take us the rest of the way. So right. I adjusted that a little bit. And uh, the last one was uh, less than a sack a game. Okay. And that was, uh, those are our goals. And, you know, we tried to set them pretty high, I think. And I think if we set them high enough, that would piss them off when they didn't sure. get them. So that, you know, if you're giving, if we give up two sacks in a game, our guys would piss off that we gave off two sacks. But like at the end of the day, that's not that bad. So, you know, we, we definitely tried to structure it like that. Right. And they, they've definitely taken pride in it and they've, uh, they've bought into it. And, you know, we have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. No, that's, that's something that when I first got started at, at Springfield High School way back in the day, I, I, I did and never did it again until I don't know what it was this season. Um, but I, I brought it up to one of our captains who was a, a senior and uh, our starting center and just kind of said, hey, would you would you guys like this? Would you be cool with this? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. So so we started to do that and they really they really loved it. That's, you know, something 
something tangible for them where they can achieve it instead of, you know, not, not, and not everything on the, on the stat line too, but yours, yours were very similar to mine. So that's, we'll have to, we'll have to definitely talk about that kind of off air sometime. Cause that's, uh, I'm curious kind of what your, your thought process is putting those together. Absolutely. And then one of the things I also told them too, from the beginning, and this is really something I started to think he was, Hey, we own rushing yards. It's like, we will let the running backs have them quote unquote. Right. But really those are ours. So it was like anytime they put, you know, uh, Matias Clark was our running back when we first got here in 2019. If he had a 250 yard rushing game, it's like yes, his name gets to go on the paper, but that's your those are your rushing numbers. Right, that's so, awesome. That's yeah, I mean that ownership piece because that's you know we don't get our name in the paper. Everybody knows that it's 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 kind of we only we only get talked about when we mess up. So that, that's awesome. You guys had that. Yep. Um, so I guess first you know first question you guys. Uh, with you is what kind of got you started in coaching? You know, obviously you started at, at, at the middle school level, kind of, you know, worked your way up a little bit, but, but what kind of got you into coaching? Was it, was it something that you always, always strive to, to, to achieve, or was it just something kind of, as you got going through college, you, you sort of, sort of fell into it? Yeah. So uh, actually my story through football is kind of weird. So okay. um, obviously played, played high school ball, got to Rockford, played ball for, a couple years and I met my wife during my junior year of college. Um, did not know she was going to be my wife at the time, but right. you know, things kind of moved kind of fast. We got married early and you know, I basically, she had uh, two young sons at the time. So I was like, you know what, Hey, I'm going to go. And you know, I, I want to start my family now with her and with them. So we, we went ahead and got started. So I was trying to balance that and football and school at the same time. And I got hurt my junior year. Uh, and I, it's just a weird series of events where they uh, it was a wrist injury and then they thought I had something going on with my heart. So I ended up missing a lot of time. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm just going to be done with football for a, little, for a while. Um, and then I tried to stay away and I couldn't. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? This it, it bothers me to not, you know, be lining up and playing and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I kind of snooped around and tried everything that I could think of to get back to it. And then when I graduated in 2012, I really just sent out emails to as many coaches in the general area as I could. Like, right. hey, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a current grad or, you know, recent graduate. I, uh, at that time I was a, got my BS in sports management. So I had to take some PE classes. And then I made the decision then where I was going to go back and get my MAT to go and teach. So I was like, Hey, I want to, I want to teach PE. I want to coach football. Uh, I'm really just looking for an opportunity to get started. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jim Morrow at Harlem high school at the time, uh, was one of the few people that got back to me. Um, and he gave me an opportunity to coach O-line and D-line at the eighth grade level. And uh, I was like, you know what, hey, you know, I'll, I'll take anything. So I took right. that. And, uh, you know, the, I was a, the youngest guy on the staff uh, by probably 15 or 20 years. I had a bunch <laughs> of older guys kind of guiding me through and kind of teaching me the ropes a little bit. And, uh, and it just kind of started from there. And yeah. then each year just kind of progressed a little bit. Yeah, that I mean, that's but that's, you know, I think that's admirable because you get a lot of guys these days and you see on social media a lot. They don't realize. Those jobs are important, like they all think they're above that, I guess, and, and, and you know, they, they don't they don't they don't think that coaching at the middle school level is, is beneficial to them when, you know, it is I mean, you can look at you know, you got your start there and now look at the success you guys have had and, and the success you're having and, and the presence you have and, and everything. And, and so it's, I, I just, it's unfortunate. I wish more coaches would, would realize that, that those coaches are just as important as the, 
the high school coaches and everything along the lines, right. but um, that's awesome. Right. And, and I also say that I had the benefit of learning how to teach at the same time I was learning how to coach. Sure. Yeah. So like I knew football, but I didn't know how to teach. And I was going through my MIT classes and uh, I had a couple teaching classes as I was finishing up my BS and I had some great, great professors along the way. And with that, I was like, hey, you know, let me apply what I just learned in class this week to something that we did on the football field. Yeah. So um, and I'll, I'll tell anybody if you can teach an eighth grader how to pass <laughs> it or how to zone block or anything like that. Right. You can probably teach anybody anything. And, no doubt. Uh, and I think the, the first couple of years for me was was difficult because I was trying to pick, take the stuff that was in my head and make it palatable for some younger guys that either were just started out with football or had uh, only played for one or two years at that right. point. And it was like, let's be efficient at what we do. And, uh, you know, it helped out a lot. Right. That's awesome. Um, you know, I kind of alluded to it. You, you got, you start at the middle school, coach at South Beloit with, uh, with coach gum uh, mm -hmm. Jefferson. And then you've got that one strange year. And I, you and I talked about this a long time ago and I, I don't remember because I can't remember what happened yesterday, but what, what took you guys to <laughs> Connecticut? Um, and then eventually what brought you back? Gotcha. So uh, my wife actually was working at Hamilton Sunstrand in Rockford. So it's an aer it was an aerospace company. Actually, I think it's got a different name now. Okay. And um, she was going through her MBA um, and she had finished up there and she was doing a, an MBA internship there. And she got a job and worked there for a couple of years. And then she got a great opportunity out of Connecticut uh, to, uh, so we ended up moving. Her job was in Windsor Locks, Connecticut. So we ended up moving to Bloomfield, Connecticut, which is right outside of Windsor Locks. Mm -hmm. um, so she could take that opportunity. And I just so happened to, just through trying to network and everything, uh, got in contact with Eric Hennessy, who had previously coached at uh, Concordia, Chicago. Okay. I think he had coached at Fenwick. So, you know, we had some, some CCL ties with that. We had some uh, Northern Athletics Conference ties. So we were like, hey, you know, uh, and when he first posted the job, I saw it on football school. I was still in Brockford at the time. We were getting ready to leave and I didn't get a response back from him. Yeah. So a couple of weeks passed. We actually, my wife and I had gone out to Connecticut early. So my kids stayed back with, uh, with my parents and her parents. And they were kind of doing the summer thing while we were tr trying to get settled. And I got out there and I sent him another message like, Hey coach, I don't know if you got that spot open still, but you know, I'm, I'm in Connecticut now. Uh, you know, just like to meet with you, sit down and talk with you for a little bit. Right. And he messaged me back that same day. Uh, we sat down, we went and had coffee somewhere, talked for a little bit, and he offered me the job. Uh, so at the time, it was just as the offensive line coach. And then a couple weeks into it, he ended up, uh, you know, letting me take over as offensive coordinator because he wanted to be more of a CEO uh, type head coach. Sure. You know, there was that. So then I was there for a year. Unfortunately, like we didn't, we didn't do great. And that was probably the third or fourth year that he had been there. So he ended up resigning from that position. And at the same time, at that, uh, my oldest son was going into his junior year of high school uh, and he's playing football also. So I was like, I could stick around Newington. They, uh, the new coaches have offered me a D-line coaching job. I was like, hey, I could either stick around, do something that, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily passionate about as far right. as coaching D-line at the time and then still miss my oldest son playing you know, his varsity, the meat and potatoes of his varsity uh, football career, 
or I could just, you know, take a couple of years off, watch him just be a dad for a little bit. And I figured I'd get back to coaching after that got done. So I chose the latter, uh, have fun, watch him win the state championship his senior year. And uh, then the head coaching uh, job at Kankakee uh, popped up. And my wife and I were already talking about potentially moving back home, uh, you know, trying to be closer to family. And right. so I interviewed, actually moved pretty uh, far through the process. And as I was moving through the process, they uh, I didn't get the job, but they asked me to stay on as a as an assistant coach and uh, to come on and teach PE. So that's how I ended up back here. That's awesome. And and so. for go ahead, was that? No, no, no. That was oh. it. That was it. Well, and and that's just kind of adding on to that. You know, anybody you know, especially in the state of Illinois, pays attention. You guys had an absolutely unbelievable season. Um, and even you know, looking back in in the the IHSA, you guys had a great season two years ago with the, you know, the non-COVID year, and then you had the COVID year in between. But prior to that, there wasn't a lot of success at Kankakee. I mean, it was, you know, they'd had a few playoff years, but nothing, nothing like you guys have had. Talk to me a little bit of kind of about that process you guys have been through and, and building what has been just an absolute, you know, dominant last couple of years. Well, I'll uh, first and foremost give credit to our administrators. We have a dynamic superintendent, also a dynamic athletic director, and they are super supportive and they have invested into our program. Sure. I'm talking, uh, you know, we have our, our turf field, I believe is maybe five years old. We just got one of those Dactronic uh, video boards out on the uh, out on the football field. So and that thing's beautiful. Uh, brand new sound system at the football field. They're getting ready to build a field house. Uh, they invested in our strength and conditioning where they completely went and revamped our weight room, uh, hired a strength and conditioning coach, David Emery. He was there for a couple of years and then Brandon Brown took over after he left and now Emery's back. So we now have Brown and Emery and they are, you know, just great with that. And the investment of those guys into our athletes have uh, made it to the point where every time we, we step on the field, I don't think that I've ever thought, hey, the team across from us is going to be bigger, faster, right. stronger than us uh, most of the time because our kids put in a lot of work and, you know, it's, it's, it, that part's been great. And then also Coach Hart has put together a really, really dynamic coaching staff. And all of us really work. We're all, you know, relatively young guys, um, bounce ideas off each other all the time. Right. And we just work really well together. and. Uh, the competitions and practice are great, um, you know, and then that everything just kind of translates out onto the field. Yeah, and you know, I tell our defensive guys, I tell our defensive coaches, you know, you're going to be the toughest defense that we see all year. So it's like, you know, do whatever you want to do to us in practice. You know, even if you beat us up, you know, it's cool because we, it's going to make Friday that much easier. So right. I think all those things kind of come together and work, and, uh, and you know, it's, it's been a great thing. It's been a, we've had a lot of success and. You know, we're just looking forward to keeping it rolling. And that's and that's kind of one of the things, you know, for me, and there's going to be obviously a ton of listeners that know Kankakee and know the Illinois high school football. How has it been in the community? Because you've got, you know, the Bishop Mac, which has been the powerhouse forever, you know, where you, you went to high school um, and your boy mm -hmm. went to high school. You know, you've got you've got them in in town. How has the support been from the community? I mean, I, I would have to imagine it's been it's been positive. It's been positive. I will say that 
it has progressively built towards us. Sure. Uh, so I would say that coming into it, uh, so Coach Hart's from Indiana. Although I went to Bishop Mac, I'm not from Kankakee. I always tell people I'm a Kankakee County kid, but I actually grew up about 30 miles west in a little small town called Hawkins Park. Okay. And uh, so I commuted back and forth to school every day. My parents scraped up and saved and did everything they could to be able to send me to Mac. And um, so like for, for the most part, we have one guy on our staff. Actually, no, I take that back. Two guys on our staff that are actually from the city of Kankakee. But for the most part, all the rest of us were outsiders, basically. Right. You know, not a lot of people knew us. And I think that a lot of people were skeptical to start. And then as we started having success, there was more skepticism and like, hey, you know, is this thing for real? And then as we kind of, I think people saw our commitment to the kids and to the community, then it was like, okay, these guys are legit. They're right. here for the kids. They're here for us. And then people started kind of, you know, buying in a little bit with the community and the support has been great. So parents have been great so far, uh, you know, different community leaders have been great supporting us so it, it's been a really nice experience and the, this past season was really really special because you know there's i've never really seen the the community at large come together the way that they've come together to support us this year right and um i think that uh it's given us an opportunity to kind of represent kankakee in a positive light because you know if you go and you google kankakee there's going to be a bunch of negative stuff that comes up right. for the most part and I think that this has been the start to something to where, you know, people are going to start recognizing all the great and positive things that are coming out of KPP instead of just, you know, the, the not so great things. Right. That's awesome. And like I, I mean, I told you, and we, we talked a little bit during the season, it was fun to watch you guys. And, and, you know, I was, you know, following from, from afar as we were kind of doing our season, but it was, it, you know, just awesome to see the success you guys had. And, and I know, I know you guys, especially you were, we're super jacked at everything and, and, and super excited. And, you know, it, it's, it's cool to see that you guys are, are building it and, you know, to keep continued success, you know, you ever, every now and again, you've been around long enough, you have those, you know, one and I don't want to say one and done kind of teams, but you have that one year and then kind of you go back down to where you were for the three or four years. And, and, you know, I can, yeah. doesn't sound like you guys are going that way, which is awesome. I, I hope, you know, I want, I want you guys to have as much success as you can have. So that, that's great. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. And I think the thing that's cool is that, uh, you know, I think coming into the season, a lot of people thought that this was going to be a rebuild year for us. Right. And because uh, we lost a lot from our, our senior class uh, from that 2020, uh, that 2021 group. We're the COVID a group, lot right? of really Yeah, the COVID group. A lot of really special guys in that group. A lot of guys that have put in a lot of work to this program. And uh, you know, people kind of, once we, they saw us lose them, they were like, hey, you know, this might be a down, not necessarily a bad year, but this right. might not be as good as the previous prior and to be able to do this with a group that they thought that with was like, I think that's a product of the program itself working. Right. So I'm excited to see what the future holds. That's awesome. That's all. I, I'm excited for you guys. So. Thank you. All right, coach, last, last question. And this is the one that always stumps people. It's been a while since I've asked this. So. Um, if you could put together a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen from from guys you played with, guys you've coached, or guys that you were just a fan of, who would be on that five-man offensive line? See, so I knew this one was coming because I, I listened to a couple <laughs> podcasts, and I knew – I was like, I'm not going to get stumped. So I, I thought about a couple guys. <laughs> so this is how I'm going to do it. It's going to be a combination of guys I've seen play live okay. and guys that I've coached. Awesome. Right? And then I'm, I'm going to sneak a bonus one in at the end. 
All right, so number one, my boy, Anthony Capriati, um, played with him at Mac, also played with him at, uh, at Rockford University. He's the current head coach at Guilford High School. Literally the craziest guy that I've ever met in my life, <laughs> but also like the prototypical offensive lineman. Right. Like he's just that dude. Like he just lives and breathes offensive line. One of the strongest guys I've ever met, uh, like physically, like actually strongest guys I've ever met. I think he might still have the bench press record at Rockford. I'm not sure, but it was pretty crazy. Um, so that's my number one guy. Uh, number two, Rodarian Lowe. So he's currently the left tackle at the University of Illinois. He's a Rockford guy. Okay. And I, I got to see him as an eighth grader and as a high schooler when I was at Eisenhower and then when I was at uh, Jefferson. So Vidarian was probably one of the largest human beings that I've ever seen as an eighth grader. And the guy, Kijanite, was probably 6'5", 290 as an eighth grader. Oh, my Lord. Big, biggest, nicest kid you'd ever meet, but, like, would just destroy kids. And it, it almost wasn't fair watching him play against eighth graders. Right. Um, and graceful, like, just the complete package. Watching him progress in the high school, and I had to see him again when we were coaching at Jefferson. Uh, I can't remember if he was playing tackle or guard, but um, they ran a lot of like GT stuff and dude would pull and it was like a figure skater on ice or something, man. It was just, you just see this big body just gliding across the grass yeah. and next, you know, everything in front of them will just disappear. And then running back will split out from underneath the man and then go score a touchdown. So um, I think he just got a, a draft, uh, oh, I'm sorry, a combine invite and, um, you know, it's looking like he's got a good shot at the league, but he was one of those guys you just knew was going to be special. Yeah. Um, so that's two, right? Uh, yeah. Three, Damon Stewart. I coached him at Newington High School. Um, he was – so I had him as a junior. Um, he was a two-time All-Stater in Connecticut. His junior year as an offensive lineman, his senior year as a defensive lineman. And he's currently, I believe, at Lehigh University. Um not quite the the physical specimen that Vidarian was, but still like a really big, really like great athletic guy. Like in a lot of places, he probably could have been a tight end. Right. But he just physical, heavy hands, uh, you know, like lean athletic. Um, he looked like one of those guys that would have been like a, a discus thrower or a javelin thrower or something like that. Right. Actually, I tried to get him to come throw for me because I was <laughs> coaching uh, – I was coaching track at Newington. I couldn't get him to come do it, but just super athletic dude. Um, so that's three. Dang it. Hold on, wait. I did, doggone it. I forgot my other I did No, no, no. I'm sorry. That? I got you. I got you. I almost <laughs> forgot who I was. Uh, Deion Dansby Jr. Uh, he played left guard for me for two years. Um, he, he probably... Uh, he's, he's currently at Grandview University in uh, in Iowa. Okay. One of the nastiest dudes that I've ever coached. Like, and he's not like a mean guy. Um, super goofy, super like, I would say unassuming. He's like 6'2", 305, like somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, super unassuming. And just re a really sweet kid, just a really nice guy. And then you get, you turn his tape on and he's just finishing dudes like relentlessly. And it's almost like he would like to pick on DBs because we, we pull our guards a lot and he find DBs and just like, just do really bad things to him. It was always really fun to watch. <laughs> so um, there's that guy. And then my last guy 
is a bonus. It's a, it's a, a 5A, 5B. So I love my boys. I had to sneak them in. So uh, my, my oldest sons, uh, Jaden and Steven. So Jaden is now a sophomore rocker. Steven is a junior for me at uh, Kankakee. And so Jaden was a converted defensive lineman. So he only had one year as a starter offensive lineman mm-hmm. in Bloomfield on a state champion team. But uh, he's one of those guys. I always told him, hey, man, if you ever decide you want to play offensive line, you'd be pretty good. And one year, his offensive line coach was like, hey, you know, we're going to go ahead and do that. And they flipped him over and he was actually pretty good at it. So uh, still like he was uh, one of those guys that uh, both Jake and Stevie were basketball, baseball kind of guys growing up and never put on shoulder pads or anything before high school. Yep. And they got to high school. And I think that the experience of them playing basketball and all that kind of stuff helped them be athletes instead of um, just like bruises or anything like that. So right. he's been super athletic. And um, yeah, I think uh, they, they both have, you know, pretty promising futures, I think. And, uh, and then Stevie, especially like he, I had the opportunity to have Stevie and Dion as my guards in that Kobe year. And uh, it was, you know, we, we run buck sweep or we run trap either way. And it, it was just one of those things where it's like, man, you never know who's going to get it. And some guy would just come across the line thinking, but hey, I got a free shot at the quarterback and one of them will come and just clean them up. And, <laughs> and it's just boom. So we we go and um, our film sessions were always funny because they argue back and forth every week about who had the best pancakes and who had the best trap blocks and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. Uh, it was just a real fun dynamic. So, um, yeah, that's my Mount Rushmore. That's awesome. I love it, man. That's the, yeah. I think you're the, uh, you're the first one I've had in, in over a hundred that's, that's had, uh, had sons on there. So that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty special, <laughs> man. Um, yeah, man, I figured, Hey, I, they both, keep, so I, I thought about leaving them off and then I was like, you know what? They might kill me if they hear this thing. And I actually <laughs> did. So let me go ahead and just throw them a bone real quick. There you go. Throw them by. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Well, coach, uh, again, thanks for coming on, man, on short notice and talking with me. Um, you know, this was, uh, this was fun to, to kind of hear your story a little bit and, um and uh you know hear about the success you guys have had and, and i'm looking forward to to talking with you a little bit down the down the road here and and uh and uh keeping in touch absolutely hey i appreciate you having me on and uh anytime you need anything like always uh you just let me know and i got your back yeah oh wait oh well i forgot see it's, i told you it's been a while since i recorded um <laughs> do me a favor drop your uh drop your twitter handle and uh and any other information you want the listeners to know Gotcha. Uh, my Twitter handle is Kendrick Kreit. Uh, I'm sorry, Kendrick underscore Kreit. So K-E-N-D-R-I-C-K underscore C-R-I-T-E. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm always on there, uh, you know, trying to promote somebody or yep. uh, and I, I respond to messages pretty well. Um, and then Gmail uh, or in my email is Kendrick Kreit at gmail.com. And uh, like I said, if anybody ever needs anything, shoot me an email. If you have any questions, you know, feel free to uh, feel free to ask. And uh, just like I was telling somebody earlier today, I'm actually I try to be more on there to listen and you know shut up and listen and uh, learn as much as I can than I am to you know talk very much. So you know, uh, always down the network. Well, I can I can tell you guys, listeners, if you got questions, reach out to Kendrick because him and I talk football all the time, and he he definitely knows what he's talking about. So. Coach, I appreciate, I appreciate that, you coach. again, man, and, and uh, looking forward to, to talking with you again soon. All right, sounds good, man. Have a good one. All right, take care. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you like and subscribe, and you can find previous episodes on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast platform.